the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Four minutes after the hour. Ooh, my voice didn't work. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're here for another hour talking about car-car repair problems. Let me tell you real quick about automotive dynamics in Sun City. They've been around since 1982. I've known Chuck Nyday since probably 1979. Uh, His son, Derek, kind of runs the auto dynamics shop. They're on 99th Avenue, north side of Grand, 99th Avenue on the west side. So if you're in Sun City, you've got lots of choices. If you ask Mark Salem, I say Automotive Dynamics is the place you should go. Keith, if you're still here, um, I want to tell you that um, there's a few guys that have my cell phone number, and one of them just texted me, and he said, Hey, Mark, there's no bands on his or yours transmissions to adjust. So, Keith, you called about a Ram 3500, a 2016 Dually, and you were going to talk about a transmission service and if you should have them adjust the vans, the bands. Well, you have a 2016, I have a 2012. We have two trucks that are the same, and that's why he says there's no bands on his car, which he meant Keith, or your car to adjust. Then he used a lot of bad words and questioned whether I had any ability to talk about cars on the radio. So I won't read that to you, but... Keith, forget about the band issue. That's that's not going to happen. Um, in addition to that, um, what else have I got to tell you? Uh, it's it's a the car repair business is a difficult one, but don't make it more difficult as a customer. Don't tell us how to fix your cars. Give us the symptoms. Um, you just have to ask: Are you going to fix my symptoms with your repair? Do you promise? That's something you need to ask. Because if it's a guess, you need to find out. So they say, well, we don't know, but this is the first step. And so you can regurgitate that and say, well, let me get this straight. You want $312 to do something, but you're not sure it's going to fix my symptoms. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to pass. I think I'm just going to drive it for a while more because, gosh, I'm not comfortable with a $312 guess. And that's what it is. It's either a fix or a guess, folks. That's it. Fix or guess or actually maintenance. So maintenance is a, on a world all of its own. Harold, good morning. How can I help you this morning? Hi, Mark. Uh, great show. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I want to talk to you about an issue I'm sure you face periodically. Uh, you can't watch TV today without getting bombarded with these car repair insurance ads. Uh, they'll, like, scare you to death to tell you it costs 66000 to replace a motor or 4000 to replace a transmission or on and on and on. And I have had researched this to some degree and I've gotten very mixed reviews on the cost effectiveness of these plans. Could you talk to us about that a little bit? Oh, oh 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. You've, can you tell that you've just wadded up my underwear? I'm not mad at you. This is, I have so many comments. First of all, I don't know about the rest of you, but if I don't get two calls a day telling me that they know that my new car warranty has just expired, Mark doesn't own a new car. My wife's is, I think, a 14 and mine's a 12. So they just bug me to death. I block every call and they still call back with the next phone number. Number two, the numbers they use are flat-out bull excrement. They talk about, oh, an engine can cost you $6,000. We haven't put an engine cost $6,000 in 10 years. They're all a hell of a lot more than that. So they talk about stupid numbers that don't even reflect our industry. Number two, here's what happens. You bring your car in and you need a rack and pinion assembly. They tell us they're not going to authorize it, but they're going to have a rack and pinion shipped to us. Rack and pinion is part of your steering. So we say, wait a minute, you told us to take the rack and pinion out. Yes, we did. We wanted you to give us the serial number on. That's fine. The car can't steer. We got half the front end off this thing. So what are you going to do? Well, we're going to send you a new rack. When do we get it? Uh, next three or four days. No. That car's on the rack. It's going to tie up a rack for three or four days while we wait so you can save 100 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, we're not doing this again. Put him on the blacklist. That customer's not going to come in. So they want to send parts, and they come in a plain wrapper. We don't even know where they came from. Then we say, well, who's going to warranty this? Oh, you are. No, I'm not. I didn't make a dime on the part. You sold them the part. You warranty the part. Then they go, well, we don't like your labor charge. We want to cut it in half because we think you're too high. You don't have an agreement with me, Mrs. Jones or Mr terrible he brought it in your customer brought it in you deal with the customer you call the customer and say you need to find somebody that's not 125 dollars an hour that's 59.95 that we know your market holds it is one fight after the other then they go after you're done you call in and say okay i, I want payment before i re- take this you know give this car away well it'll take four or five days for us to process the payment and if four or five days doesn't work it never happens in four or five days we might be paid in 25 days so all the things they cite on TV is bull. Um, all the prices they cite on TV is bull. I've never seen anybody make money on those kinds of things except one person, and that's the guy who sold you the, the policy. I don't like them. I've never, well, in 1993, um, I bought a motorhome. <laughs> I bought an aftermarket warranty, and the very first thing that happened was, it, oh, and this happens all the time, is the water pump went out. So I called him up and said, i got a water pump out. I have this aftermarket warranty. And he goes, send us all your flush receipts that you flush the cooling system. I said, it doesn't call for a flush until it's 100,000 miles, and this is at 80. No, according to our books, it's less than that. I don't care what your book says. Mine's the owner's manual that says Ford on it because it's got a Ford chassis. No, I'm sorry. If you don't have necessary documents for maintenance, then we're not going to cover it. A third of the time we hear that. Now, here's what happens. We have to be the bad guys to break the news to our customer. So our customer hates us when really it's that person on the phone that they should hate. So they send crappy parts to us and want to install them. They want us to warranty them. We ain't warranty parts that we didn't make a dime on. It takes them forever, and the guy they send to look at it was born either yesterday or 400 years ago and doesn't even have grease on his fingernails, but he's going to tell us that we've diagnosed it wrong. 
Can you tell where I'm coming from, Harold? Yeah, very clearly. That's kind of like the impression I've been getting from a lot of people. I'm, there's no question. We don't even do them anymore. We don't even do them anymore. I am sorry, Mrs. Jones. I love you as a customer. I notice that you've been a customer since 1991. You're just going to have to take this problem somewhere else because your insurance company's that aftermarket company's been blackballed by us. You're not going to get a fair shake from them, and we're not going to be the bearers of bad news. So please come back to us. We want to give you a hug before you leave, but you, the next two weeks of your life are going to be hell. So um, anyway, thank you for winding me up, Harold. I would have rather you called at the very end of the show, but uh, really and truly, that was a great question, and I'm just teasing you. John, you're up next. Good morning. Good morning. I just bought my first diesel pickup, and I've had a couple of people tell me that I should run something called Dell 400 oil. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a synthetic or semi-synthetic or... What are you running your Dodge diesel? Um, well, let me let me answer your question first. Dello is a good oil, but so is Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. <laughs> now, let me also explain that Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron all make everybody else's oil. They have the base stock. So they send the base stock to ABC Oil Company, and they take two drops of magic lotion and put two drops in every gallon. Now it belongs to magic lotion oil. Okay? So All I right. don't pour Dello. I pour... I I can have my pick. I could do Mobile Shell, Phillips 66. I choose Chevron because I like them. I like how they stand behind me. I like when it's an oil issue. They say, send us a sample, send it to the lab, and we'll see if the oil broke down. Or we'll see what we can tell you. I also like the delivery service. I like the pricing. I like all of that. So everybody has their own idea. I used to pour Vaveline, and before that I poured Mobile. So Mobile, Vaveline, and uh, and Chevron. Really and truly, you use whatever you want, and I'll tell you what I tell my, my I I love my brother, so I, I'll tell you him. Get the cheapest oil you can. <laughs> That's it. Buy if it says Walmart on it, then buy Walmart because Walmart didn't make that oil. It was made. The base stock was made by Mobile Shell, Phillips sixty six, or Chevron. So, and I, and I pour Chevron in mine. Is the Dello four hundred a synthetic or? Well, it depends. If it's a five forty, it's a synthetic. If it's a fifteen forty, it's a semi synthetic. That follows most of the time. Usually we can tell a synthetic by the numbers of the weight. So we can't always, but what what diesel you just bought a diesel this is a new one? Yeah. Okay, I put it's going to call for a 540 or it could call for a 1030. Either one. I would use the weight that's in the owner's manual, but it it may be kind of fuzzy. It they may say, well, if you're in this climate then use this and if it's in the climate use this. Well, if you go from sea level which is 1,200 feet in Phoenix, and you're going to drive to Colorado, you're going to hit both places. The wider the gap, the better off you are. So like a 5 weight, 540. A 5 flows like a 5 when it's cold and flows like a 40 when it's hot. Flows and protects, okay? The protection is the same whether it's 5 or at 40, but it flows like a 5 weight, and like a 40 weight. 
So that's that's what the numbers mean. And and I okay. I've been trained by the very best oil guys in the world and I don't tout Chevron to you because they pay me. I tout Chevron to you cuz that's what I use. So I want to put you in a comfort zone. All right. Well, thank you very much. You have a great day. And same to you, sir. Thank you very much. 602 What the heck's the number, Gil? 602 508 0916. Thank you, Gil. You can't you can't believe what my desk looks like because I've been waving my arms and um, and though there's paper everywhere and I lost my show sheet. So, um, but I've been doing this long enough to know I should have memorized the six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question or a car problem, um, you know I've, my Gil, my panties have been wanted up twice in this show, and um, I'm going to have to take a couple of aspirins and then probably do what you do, and that's take a half a bottle of whiskey after we're done with this just so that you can recover from the emotional part of this show. So are you saying it's a good show? Um, no, I'm not saying it's oh, a okay. good show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let everybody decide for themselves. As you can tell, I'm pretty solid in my opinions. But like I said, I've been working on cars since 1968. I started in a gas station at Broadway and Priest in a Shell gas station at Broadway and Priest in Tempe. I went to Tempe High School. And today I'm a master tech. I took my first ASC test and I passed six of them, of the eight. I passed six of them in 1981. But you have to pass all eight to be called a master. Otherwise, you're just ASC certified. In 1991, I passed all eight of them, and that's called an ASE Master Certified Technician. I have passed tests until I hit a certain retirement age, and after you've passed so many tests, they give you the word emeritus. At, and that means you're retired, but you're allowed to keep your label. <laughs> and so I get to say for the rest of my life, I'm an ASE Master because I've proved myself. So, And I've also run repair shop since 1979 so i've been around the block and i give you the best advice and it's not serving me it serves you hello i'm greg may owner of phoenix body works for 35 years we've been demonstrating our workmanship our honesty our integrity and our exceptional customer service we are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family we have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Paid for by GetUpside. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free GetUpside gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free GetUpside gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. 
You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play and save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code 2020 for a 50 cent a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code 2020. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code 2020. That's 2020. Visit GetUpside.com for terms. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be, with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. 21 minutes after the hour of uh, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to 12 right here on uh, 960 KKNT. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. Folks, let me just, Charlie, you hang on. Let me just cover a couple of things. I'm not here because I want to sell you anything. I hope I'm not. I hope you recognize that. I'm here to give you some advice. So real quick, Keith. Keith called in and he wanted to know when he should do a training service and if they should adjust the va- uh, the vans, the bands in the transmission. Alger Stowers owns ANS Transmission. ANS can either stand for Alger and Shelley, his wife, or Automatics and Standards. He won't tell anybody what ANS stands for. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Alger worked for me when he was 16 years old and he had an old Nova. He was a tall, skinny kid that, you know. I, I, my beer bottle made weighed more than he. One day he came to me. We have a two bay gas station, and he says, "Can I work on my car in the gas station this weekend?" I said, "What are you going to do?" And he says, "I'm going to take the automatic out and put a clutch in it." This kid's 16 years old. And I said, "Alger, if that car's here on Monday morning when we open up for repair, I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to push it into the street. You better be done. Have you got the bell crank? Have you got the bell housing? Have you got the clutch, the pressure plate? Have you got the shifter linkage? Have you got the shifter? Have you got a new drive shaft? Have you got the cross member? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alger, if you mess this up, I'm going to be so mad at you. He says, I'm going to work Saturday and Sunday and I'll be out of your hair. And I said, okay, fine. Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon, he's laying rubber in front of my house. He works all Friday night. He put the car together. By Saturday at noon, he's laying rubber in front of my house, showing me he has a brand-new four-speed in his car. Today, he owns A&S Transmission. He's probably he's in the top two transmission guys I've ever met in all my life. So he's an important guy. And then he texts me 
and I will I will skip the bad words that he used, <laughs> and, and he says, Mr. Salem, um, by the way, I was nine years old in 1972, and that's a lie. Um, and then he says there's no bands in Keith's transmission on his Dodge, and which was a 16, one ton, and there's no bands in yours. And so that that was the issue is that the bands, and Alger says there's no bands in either Keith's or mine. Just to cover a couple of things, Harold says that he sees these ads on car on the TV about car insurance for repair. I go, I went on a tirade about that. I hate those. I don't like dealing with the people. And you're going to get the shaft every time you go in for a repair. They're not going to cover 100% of what they said, and you're going to end up paying a lot more, and you're going to get a, get a part that somebody made in their backyard. And then, uh, John, um, I will, I, hopefully I didn't offend any of you guys, wanted to know about oil, and his friends say you need to use this specific oil, and I say nobody cares. Use whatever you want. So those are coming to the thing. Tom Blackwell, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street at uh, Deer Valley. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. He's really good at what he does. He does vintage car. He restores old cars, and he'll change the oil in your wife's car as well. He's the only auto repair shop in the northeast part of the valley, which is Scottsdale and Phoenix, all the way up far north that I can recommend to you. I'm sorry. I'd like to have more shops to recommend to you. But I can't. Blackwell Automotive. Charlie, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hiya, Mark. Hey, uh, Tommy Johns. They, uh, they're guaranteed not to get your panties in a twirl. Hey, uh, oh. I got it. <laughs> I heard it on a commercial. Uh, Tommy Johns. Uh, man, I agree with just 99.99% of everything you're saying there. I, I like it. Um, anyway, you. Dodge 2007 diesel. Uh, okay. 5.9 liters. That year they put in both the 5.9 and the 6.7. It's a 5.9. Uh-huh. Yep. Do you know when when it's supposed to have the valves adjusted, or are they supposed to be adjusted? No, I've never seen it in the owner's manual. Mine's a 12. One. The 5. The I, now, the Dodge 6.7 is good. And the, the Ford 6.0 was the biggest turd in the whole wide world. I'm not afraid to tell you and just you, Charlie, I've made thousands of dollars working on those 6-liter power strokes on the Ford. I mean to oh, yeah. tell you, they break every other day. So, But when you talk about durable, and now the Ford, the 7.3, way back when, is still one of the best motors today. For Well, it's the only diesel motor that Ford did today. We're still waiting on the 6.7 on the Ford or their next motor after the 6-liter. I think it's a 6.7. We're waiting to find out. Your 5.9 is an awesome motor, and I wouldn't be just in the valves. Besides, you couldn't hear them clatter anyway, and you know exactly about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, my 12 is the 6.7. And I'm not I'm not ever going to adjust the valves unless I have to pull the valve covers off, and I might check one or two, one or two just to see what the valve lash looks like. I'm not even quite sure that there is an adjustment underneath the valve covers of my six seven or your five nine, but I I probably it, it wouldn't um, a, plan on doing anything. I'm sorry. It has a valve. It has a valve lash. Uh, uh, the valve lash for intake and exhaust is on the valve cover. That's why I asked because it's running okay. great. I mean, it, I got and, only got two hundred thousand on, but it it runs great. It 
you you can't tell the knock from a diesel and the clatter from a valve are very close to one another. Um, I I want to tell you that I firmly believe that you would have an idle problem, a rough idle problem, or a rough acceleration problem, if you had a valve that was was too the lash was too big. If if it's too tight, then you'll typically have some kind of a serious miss and maybe even a backfire out through the intake or the exhaust. So if it idles smoothly, accelerates smoothly, and there's no blue smoke and everything seems to be fine, then I, I just wouldn't do it. But if you want to, just follow the specifications and make sure both of the valves uh, of the valves you're going to adjust already have lash, which means the cam's on the low side, and uh, and go ahead and do it. You're going to get your hands really dirty, and your wife's not going to go oh. to dinner with you for a month because you'll never get the diesel oil out of your hands. I've been married 45 years. She don't like me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, you, it is, you it and is I idling. Uh, what, what was that? It, go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying not to get in trouble here. It is You're idling. You're getting us both rough. in trouble. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying not to get you in trouble, and she's not listening to me, so I'm okay. Um, it it is idling rough. I want you uh, to... But, uh, Okay. Say, go ahead. Oh, I, did, I didn't yeah, mean to talk. I, I want you to stop by um, Harbor Freight and buy a temperature gun. Okay? And then uh-huh. get it warmed up really good and let it idle and gun the exhaust manifold at each one of the cylinders and see if, if they're all pretty much the same or if you've got one that's different. Oh, what do you know about and that? And that's, that's how some of the new the new technology appears that we're going to use a temperature gun because if the cylinder's not hitting, then there won't be hit heat on that exhaust manifold. So I think yeah, you start there. Then I think you pull the valve covers, touch some of the rockers, and see if you can find the clatter. I wouldn't plan on doing all of them. I'd just do the one you need. Okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it idles right. rough, but, and does it run down the road? You know, it, I'm getting yeah. great mileage. It pulls, pulls hard. If I if I do hook up to a trailer, but uh, just idles and it doesn't bother me at all. But it, it does okay. idle a little. One rough. thing I want you to do, I want you to call Alan at four eight zero five nine eight one two three four. Just remember four eight zero five nine eight, and then the rest of it one two three four. Ask him about your rough idle five nine. He might be able to have an idea. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Our beautiful daughter Ashley was only 12 years old when a distracted driver went through the light and ran into our van. When an email comes over your phone or a phone call or a voicemail, it's not worth it. Life is more important than your phone's beep. Stop the distracted driving, Arizona, please. Sponsored by the Arizona Chapter National Safety Council and the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Aired in cooperation with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us, we're over here. Justin, Justin, OMG. He just looked, I love you, Justin. I love you. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Shops. Mesa has won. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They've been around since 1970. I know Brian and Thelma, and I know their parents. And both of their families have been involved in the gasoline and auto repair business in Mesa when the dirt, the roads were still dirt. So they've been around a long time. So they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Thompson's Auto Repair, the only shop in Mesa. There's other shops in Mesa that are good, but it's the only one that Mark Salem chooses to recommend. Got three callers. We got Alan, Bob, and Ron. But let's do Alan. Alan, you're first. Hey, did you just try to call me? You must have a diesel question. I do. I didn't think I would get to you. Alan is my son. I admit he's my son when he's being a good boy. Okay, here's what I got. I've got John or Charlie with a 07 diesel uh, Dodge with a 5.9, and it idles rough. 
So I okay. told him um, I I thought maybe we should uh, gun the exhaust manifold to see if we can find a cold one. He wanted to do a valve adjustment because the valve specs are written on the valve cover, and I told him I didn't think that's where I would start. So you you pick up from there. In a in a I mean, you can start depending on how long the valve adjustment's been. Um, you can always start there. I can't remember the last time a valve adjustment fixed a misfired idle. They would have to be really, really out of adjustment in order to do that. My guess is it's going to be an injector, um, which, you know, normally they are. Obviously, depending on mileage and, and how long, it, when was the last time injectors were replaced, we try to do them in sets if at all possible, but uh, my, my guess is going to be an injector. Okay, and you know what? You bring up a good point that I missed completely. He said it was an intermittent problem, or I'm pretty sure he said it was intermittent. And if it was, then it might be an injector. But even if he said it was there all the time, and I think he said um, uh, that it it's it misses at idle, it runs rough at idle, and then on acceleration. So um, I, the valve adjustment part bothered me because I didn't know that we fixed them with valve adjustments. But I'm glad to hear what no, you no, said. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, w- I mean. A valve adjustment is, you know, if it's been 225,000 miles, a valve adjustment. But keep in mind, every time you do the injectors, so, so if the injectors have been done before the valve adjustment, you do, you have to take off the rocker arms and readjust the valve. So you basically, you get a valve adjustment also with an injector. Okay. But if it's an intermittent issue, I mean, if it were my customer, I would tell them, and this is going to sound weird, but this is what I've been telling is put a put a quart of tranny fluid in the in the fuel tank. And that's been re- th- those little borderline misfires on diesels. I've been we've been putting a quarter transmission fluid in the in the fuel tank, and that's been helping some people, not helping other people. Uh, got a good buddy, of mine, Matt Carr, you know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had injectors start making noise on his Duramax at like 137. He just rolled 300,000 miles, and uh, we still haven't done injectors. And that was five years ago. And he uses a quart every every uh, every uh, fill up. Okay. So I would tell him to start there first and see if that helps at all. Okay, we're looking for change. So he puts a quarter right. tranny fluid in it, and it should change it. And if that's the case, it's likely to be an injector. Okay? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling me back. Hopefully you're still around when we were talking about Charlie, but um, thank you very much, Alan, for calling me back. He has a little bit more time with the diesels than his old man does. Bob, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Mark, I got in a discussion with someone about oil life monitor, oil changes. And he said, if you let your oil life go to 0%, that's just designed by the manufacturers to get your engine out of warranty, and you're never going to make it um, unless I, you're changing it like 15 to 20% oil life left. Yeah, no, I, I disagree with that for a variety of reasons. First of all, I don't know <laughs> where your oil monitor was when you come in. So if you wanted to change your oil monitor and reset it, then go right ahead. But they're not going to plug anything into your car to tell you that you're 1% past the zero point. I disagree with that. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of anybody having that problem. Um, But if you come in and you're 1,000 miles past your oil and it's two quarts low and you've cooked the motor, the totality of all of that... But it doesn't make any difference. You still cooked the motor. The totality of all of that would give you a tough time at any repair shop. 
So I don't agree with that. I wouldn't worry about that. If you want to run it down to zero, who cares? There's been times I go past it, you know, 10%. I mean, I go past it. I might be, you know, I might not be, it might not be convenient for me to take it back down to the valley and have Alan change the oil. So I, I would forget about that. I would forget about that. But thank you for bringing that up. I know I'm going to be late on this, but I'm going to talk to Ron for just a second. Ron, give me your question real yeah. quick, and then I need to take a break, okay? Okay. I have a 2000 Silverado, um, have trouble getting through the emissions. Um, I have a EVAP monitor flashing. I have a little scan tool. Um, I want to know if I can take it back. I've done a couple drive cycles, and I want to know if I can take it back to emissions. You can take it back as much as you want, to be honest with you. But I got some questions, so I'm going to take a break because I'm supposed to be out at 40. And when I come back, you'll be my first caller. Um, and, and we got open line 602-508-0960. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO, Dom Falset. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder, Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. The stores are bringing me a baby brother! 
We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Well, thank you for spending your Saturday with me, but we're not done. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I want to tell you real quick about Strictly Diesel. He does good diesel work. He's up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I've known Nate for a long time. He kind of covers that north area, and so if you're anywhere north of the river almost, then Strictly Diesel might be your closest place. If you have a complaint about the show, Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. That comes directly to me. I'm the one that handles that account. So if there's a problem and you want to comment or if you want to chew on my tail end for a while, that's the way you do it. Mark at MarkSalem.com. And if you want me to call you, I will. And we're not going to have a bad conversation. We'll have a discussion. Also, Alger called back and I was telling you the joke about him laying rubber in front of my house when he was 16 years old. And he says, no, it wasn't 72. It was 1979. So I'm sorry, Alger. It was 1979 or 1980. Uh, he says, I was only six years old in 1972, or whatever he said. So, all right, I fixed it for you, Alger. Uh, I need to talk uh, real quick about Charlie. Charlie, we talked about your valve adjustment. Alan said, put some transmission fluid in the in the uh, tank. That's a diagnostic process, so we'll know if that makes it better, and that'll at least help us eliminate your valve adjustment stuff. J- uh, who, who have we Oh, we got, do we have Ron? Yeah, Ron, we have left over, yes? Yes. Okay. Ron, let me tell you, your little scanner, um, your little code reader is just step one. It's telling you that you have a fever, and it thinks it's in the evaporative system. Um, You know that you have to fix the evaporative system in order to pass emissions because the first thing they're going to do is look at the monitors. Because in the old days, we used to disconnect the battery cable, clear the check engine light, and they would pass us. But today we have these timers in the computer, and they're not going to clear the code till they see the problem not exist 40 times in a row or something like that. The evaporative system is a very difficult system to diagnose. What did you do to fix it? Uh, all I've done was uh, do the drive cycles. What, what it started was I had the battery disconnected for like six months. Okay. How many miles on it have you had since you failed emissions? Um, probably 150, 150 okay. miles. I think you're going to need more than that, but I also think that you can go back and try to do it. The fact that you took it in so quickly after um, you put the battery cable back on has all the markings of what we did in the 70s and in the 80s. We disconnect the battery cable, run it through emissions. It passed, but it really shouldn't have passed because all we did is clear the memory and the computer needs to see it. For instance, the computer needs to see the problem five times in a row and then it turns on the light. Well, if you can take your car in when it only has two times, then you'll pass. 
That's kind of the deal. Forget the drive cycle. Just drive it normally. And the drive cycle, as you well know, is very difficult to do. You need to have your wife sitting next to you. You need to do it on Sunday morning, <laughs> and you need to follow the drive cycle as she yells at you that you're supposed yeah. to idle for three minutes. So you can go in and just say to them, I want to wait in line, and I want you to tell me if the drive cycle has been reset, and if it has, you're home free. Do you have a garage that you deal with? Uh, no. Okay. What part of town do you live in? Northwest Valley. Okay. I'd go over to um, I'd go to, to Harker's. I'd call Harker's Automotive and 38th yeah. Avenue and Indian School. It's a little south of you. And ask them if they would be, how much they would charge you to uh, to check to see if your monitors had been reset because it takes a sophisticated piece of equipment to do that so mm -hmm. and and then you can say i have a naked picture of mark salem will that suffice and um, <laughs> yeah. i think they'll give you like a six dollar discount for something like that but anyway that's what i would do is i would have them check the monitor and see if they've been set and then if so go straight to emissions and you'll be fine okay if i go if i go to emissions and um I fail again. Is there a charge for that? Then? You know, I don't know the answer, but I don't think so. But there may be. It seems to me that when we do an emissions repair, um, if we'll try to do the monitors or we'll give it to the customer and then we'll take it back. And if we fail, it seems to me that there's a charge that we typically eat. But yeah. I just I don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry. I don't, but I get on their website and, and see what they say. But in the monitor situation, they're not going to do a tailpipe test. They're just going to plug in and they'll right. look real quick and see if the monitors have been reset. And if it has, boom, you're out of there. So yeah. just call them and ask them. That's a great question. And then if you would tell me next week, I'd like to know the answer. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Jerry, you're up next. How can I help you? Oh, good morning, Mark. Uh, I listen all the time, and what I hear you saying is there's weeping and seeping and leaking. And, and can you define some of that? Because weeping and seeping sounds very close to the same thing to me. And at what point do you um, actually act on that repair? Uh, and, and it's very. You're right. You bring up a good point. It's very lucrative for me to say. Jerry, I did your oil change on your car. I, you know, Jerry, we got some seeping from that rear main seal. Um, you're going to need to re, re, you're going to need to address this. And if that seal blows out completely, it'll lose all the oil before you can turn on the red light. Before the red light comes on, and you're going to smoke the motor. So, so even though it's weeping or it's seeping or whatever, um, we you kind of need to address it. That's what I object to. It's the weeping and seeping words that they use to create the perception that something needs to be done. My truck at 130,000 miles is going to have some weeping and seeping uh, on the bottom of it in at least one or two places. Maybe the speedometer gear where there's an O-ring is weeping. Weeping is just the sign of oil, um, oil mist, and it's got some dirt on it. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> so okay. there's you, you need leaking. And and when there's leaking, you say, well, walk out here and tell me where on the hood of the car. Is it in the windshield? And you're standing by the driver's side front tire. Is it in the windshield? Is it in the middle of the hood? Is it right behind the headlights? Where is the leak on the ground that you want to fix? And that's where they they go from the weeping and the seeping to, well, it's not bad enough for you to see, but it's still something you need to have done. So... 
Perfect. I hate weeping and seeping. I don't let my staff use that. It's either leaking on the ground or it ain't. And you can't possibly sell somebody a rear main seal for 800 bucks because we have to separate the transmission from the engine. You can't sell them something. You have to say, well, have you got anything on the ground? Yes. What color is it? Brown. How often? Well, I clean up the leak about once a month. How big is it? Oh, maybe half the size of a dollar bill. Is it like right underneath the front of the windshield? Yeah. Okay, well, we saw that the rear main seal's leaking. You can either fix it or not. It's a big bill, and here's the amount. But we found it when we did your oil change, and we saw that it was leaking. So you have an associated leak. One and one equals two. We're done. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, can I just elaborate a little bit? Um, I've got a radiator sure. that um, when it sticks, I don't have anything that hits the ground. I see a little bit of wet, but I mean, on the spot on the radiator. But it seems to drip a bit more um, after it's been under pressure and has run for a while. But I don't really get a puddle underneath there at all. Okay, that's different. Do I replace it or not? Yes. That's different. Um, the radiator is okay. going to be different than the engine because we got eight quarts of oil, and that whatever's leaking on your radiator is going to get worse real fast, and okay. that crack's going to get bigger. And you hope that the coolant will leak underneath the hood. You hope it'll hit the exhaust and turn white. You hope that the mist will come in front of the windshield to tell you that you're in trouble. But when you can physically see. When you can visually see, I should say, a coolant leak on your radiator, um, I, I don't want you to, to ignore that. I, I want you to have a new radiator put in. Now, here's what we do. We take the radiator cap off and we hook up a pressure, sensor, or a pressure tester to it. So we hook up this mm-hmm. cap device we, and we look at the cap and it's a 14-pound cap. So we pump up 14 pounds of air pressure and we walk away. So we are we are putting it under a high pressure as if the motor was completely warmed up. So we do your oil change, and when we drop it down on the ground, there might be there's coolant on the ground, and with pressure, and if the motor's already warm, it'll be half of a dollar bill, and and I just don't think that the risk I think the the risk is huge in that in that scenario. So I'm glad you brought that up because when it comes to a cooling system, I'm going to change my mind. We need to deal with those kinds of weeping and seeping because they're going to get worse fast. As far as an oil leak is concerned, I, I still stand by my original stupid idea. Yeah, well, it's it, the differentiation between radiator and coolant. Uh, sorry, between radiator and oil is what I was kind of looking for, I guess. So, yeah. Thank you. Y- you're right. You, you, I, there is a distinction there. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for calling. It's, there's a lot of things. Now, I want to tell you something. There's also good things in our industry. I have lots of guys that tell me, you know, Mrs. Jones, you've got this little oil leak at the back, and do you see anything on the ground? No. Just keep an eye on it. That's all. Well, how will I know? Well, the leak will get bigger. And when it gets the size of, uh, you know, a silver dollar or half of a dollar bill, then then we need to address it. But for right now, Mrs. Jones, I noticed that your car's 10 years old and it only has 40,000 miles on it. So I'm not real concerned about this right now. I don't know how long it's... But, I, you know, if I took it to Tucson and back, I probably would be able to fix it. 
um, it might just need a couple of heat cycles. We need to bring it up to heat and then let it cool down. And Mrs. Jones, all you do is drive from your house to Circle K to get your beer and come home. So that's probably the reason why we need to do that. See the difference? That That's the difference. Now, if you have a bad oil leak, the red light's going to come on, and it's going to give you a warning on the dash. A cooling system is often in stress by the time you get a warning. And you hope that the warning is is that you've got steam and coolant on the windshield. And so you've got something that's been compromised underneath the hood, and we got a lot of coolant spraying it around underneath the hood, and it's going to hit your windshield. But if it's the lower radiator hose or the bottom of the radiator, you may not see anything. Then you'll see an overheat light, and if you're like everybody else, you say to yourself, well, I only two or three miles from home, I can make it. Well, I can't tell you how many people we've had to call and say, you blew the head gasket out of this little four-cylinder Honda, and it's going to cost you $1,100 to pull the head, resurface the head, put a new head gasket on it, and we hope that there's no piston damage or scored cylinders when we get the head off. And it's all be, and we're not going to say this, but it's all because you tried to go home. A tow truck would have been cheaper. It would have been cheaper. You got steam all over the windshield. You got a red light on the dash. Pull over. Call the tow truck. That's really what it's all about. So you have to just kind of be careful about that. Gil, anybody else before I continue to rant? Yes, so we have uh, Leonard. Leonard, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Mark, I'm the original buyer owner of a, a Buick. It's 19 years old. I got an order to uh, go through admissions, but I have uh, a locking gas cap. So what I did uh, years previous to that, I would always take off the original cap to put on so that we go through emissions, figure maybe my locking gap basket wouldn't work. So I did that, put the original one back on there, and I went through emissions, and it didn't pass. So the guy t- t- took a, another gas cap, another fuel cap, and put it on there because it, it was giving fumes off the, the, uh, the uh-huh. out there. So he put another cap on there so it would pass. My question is, why is it they don't do anything? That's all they do is check the gas cap for fumes, and that's nothing else that they do. What yes, we want to, We have a system called an evaporative system, and we want to suck the fumes off the gas tank and send them forward to the engine again. And so we want that gas cap to be pretty much airtight. On the very top of the fuel tank, there's a nipple, and then we have a line that goes forward, and it goes through a purge valve, and it goes through all these different switches, and at the appropriate time, we open up the valve, suck all the fumes off the top of the tank, and then shut it. So, I understand, but why is that the only thing they do for emissions? They didn't do anything else. They don't run well, a dynamometer. They don't open a hood. They don't suck nothing. All they do is suck the gas cap. Okay, I've never seen that before. I, I, I'm not doubting your word. Um, I, I've never seen that before. They're plugging into the assembly line data link, the ADL underneath the hood. And yeah, they did that, but, but okay. under the dashboard, they plugged Okay. Well, first of all, your car's your car doesn't need the dyno. Your computer's going to tell on you. They're going to plug in underneath the dash. It's not going to have an evaporative code. It's not going to have any codes, and so they know it's code. Then they're going to check your gas cap. So there's it's a two-part process. Let's plug into his car and see if his car's going to tell on him. Oh, there's no codes. There's no computer's not waving its hand saying I see something. I see something. So the only thing the computer really can't see is the gas cap. We're going to check that. Ah, uh, you failed. So it's not uncommon for the process to look like what you just said it did. But the gas cap is... Now, you took the locking off there. Put the locking back on. See what happens next time. 
What do you got to lose? Uh, well, I have to get a new FOB. Do you know yeah. any place I can get one checked out? Because the Buick dealer wants 180 bucks to program it. Do you know any place I can get that? S- say that again? Program? Okay, H- hold what? on, hold on. I got to go, but here, mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. Give me your phone number and I'll call you back. 